Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Emo Social Club podcast. In this surprise recording that we're doing <laughs> all of a sudden. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I completely forgot we were also supposed to record tonight until I looked at my calendar. And then apparently I got busy tonight. So. <laughs> so, we're here. We're where we are. We're recording live on YouTube from wherever we are right now. Uh, yeah. I'm in my room with my new Twitch streaming setup uh with my microphone and my cool camera which is 720p right now <laughs> sorry that's something that bothers me as a person who likes to watch things in 1080 but it is what it is it's I'm it, in... wait what's wrong it's just it, wrong? the audio will sound fine <laughs> it'll just be yeah. uh it'll just be you know whatever right. with the camera where yeah. where are you sitting right now I'm in this uh, phone call, weird mini office room with this, just in this weird <laughs> office in my office in the loop. Nice. Well, at least you got a spot. <laughs> it's not a coffee yeah. shop with the music playing. I have a spot with the door. <laughs> a lot uh, of people like, listen over here and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. Uh, because we always forget every time we do an episode, we're going to start with the plugs. <laughs> Uh, Lizzie, you, you you said you don't have anything. Do you want to just plug? Um, your I life? really don't have too, too much. Um, my life has just been I'm in school, so if you start seeing um, I guess writings that I'm posting in the next couple of weeks for class, um, we'll post them up for some reason, and then you can go read it. <laughs> Follow on I Twitter. Follow on Twitter at Borden Battery, like Lizzie Borden and Elizabeth Battery. Yeah, you know those guys. Colors, <laughs> you know, very you know normal stuff. Yeah, you know kids and their serial killers. Same thing on Insta is Borden Battery. So <laughs> same across platforms. Gotta have the consistency. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I this is on. Well, every Tuesday, Thursday, I'm streaming live on Twitch from 6 to 8 p.m. Tuesdays. You probably should have done it Monday and Wednesdays, but whatever. We're probably moving it. <laughs> probably moving <laughs> it since Lizzie has class on Monday, Wednesday. So uh, for right now, it's Tuesday, Thursday, and I will, uh, I'll update when we make the change. But at least on Tuesday, uh, we're streaming Life is Strange, which is a really weird game that I'm, I am enjoying. It's good. But I also am like, this is very overdramatic. <laughs> and, I mean, watch the streams. They're, like, up on there if you want to watch them, Lizzie. But uh, they are, yeah, it, it's just a weird game. It's just very, like, this girl randomly gets the power to reverse time. And so you make all these decisions, which then, like, the story plays out from there. But you can always okay. go back and change what you do so that you have a different... It's kind of, yeah, basically, except you can like immediately go back and make a new decision. I haven't been able to 
play Bandersnatch, play watch Bandersnatch because it doesn't work on Apple TVs, which is, you know, like... Mm, I wonder who is the superior... Um, I can watch it on my Apple phone. Apple. <laughs> wow, but you can't watch the entirety on a whole ass TV? Don't come at me. <laughs> so, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure, but you get to consistently go back and choose a new adventure <laughs> the whole time. Uh, which just, you know, I feel like every decision I make is like... Was it the right one? Like, it always is leading you to think, like, maybe I didn't make the right decision. No matter which one you pick, like, there's just no right one. And I'm like, that's not, like, I, I get so much anxiety about it. Like, I'm not doing the right thing. Like, I should go back. Evolved in the last 20 years. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really just devastating sometimes. Like, oh, boy, I should have done the wrong, the other thing. But, you know, I'm writing it out. We'll see where it goes. Uh uh, one streaming session is about one episode, so we're two episodes in now. Third episode will be next week on Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Uh, and then I'm playing Metal Gear Solid right now on Thursdays as like nostalgia games. Uh, so that's just the first one we're doing. We're about uh, almost halfway through that game. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll move on to other nostalgia games after that. I also bought Persona 5, which is like... Uh, it's basically a choose your own adventure game too, but it's okay. it's entirely anime. So I'm not gonna like I hate this. I'm not gonna talk about it much here. But <laughs> I hate this. uh yeah, it's really good. I've only played at the beginning of it. Uh I'm not that far, but it's really good and I really like it. So there's that. Uh yeah, wow. so twitch.tv slash emo social club. It's in the links of all of our stuff. Follow us, find us. Uh, a little background on Twitch that I'm still learning. I don't know uh, uh, that much about Twitch overall, but... If you know more about Twitch, please help Brian. Drop a comment. <laughs> I'm, fi- I'm fine with assistance. Uh, hopefully, future episodes of this podcast will be streamed. If we need to do something like this, we'll be streamed live on Twitch. Um, so, worth the following us there for that now. Uh, but also, in order to move to like kind of like the next tier, I'm sure you've, you know that there's like people that are on Twitch and streamers that like move up in sort of, you know, you can make money. Like everybody knows Ninja now. Cause he did the fucking like new year's Eve bash in times square. And like everybody knows who Ninja is. And which is really weird because he's just a streamer of the game Fortnite. <laughs> sure. But uh, in order to kind of like get up those tiers, you need to like hit some milestones. Uh, one of those is getting 50 followers within the, uh, within a 30-day period. Uh, so we're still working on that. Um, but if you have a Twitch account, you don't. I don't care if you no- get notified or anything, just like go on there and like hit the little follow on our page so that you're following Maybe us. You just like, hardly use it. Like Just go yeah. on and follow it. I think one of my friends ended up doing that. And he's like, I really don't use this for anything, but yeah. I'll follow you. And I was like... Totally fine. <laughs> like, it's... Here's what I want in 2019. Here's what I am like willing to do for people if they're willing to do it for for us or for their friends or whoever. Is like, yo, if you need support on something and it's free for that person to do it, like just do it. Like just take a second and do it for your friend. Like what you're talking about is a very spicy take because there's a lot of people, especially in like the DIY and like freelance underground scene, obviously. Which is understandable who say, like, well, if your friends really value you, you should be paying them. And I get it. I agree. But at the same time, 
none of you have fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, unless you are working, if you are lucky enough to be working an office job, but at the same time, like, you have to factor in everything else. Yeah. You know, and if it's your friend and they're asking for something very minimal in comparison, like, if they're asking you to do, like, a whole ass film for some reason for free, obviously, that's completely erroneous to do. <laughs> yeah. But if it's like, hey, can you do, like, headshots for me can you do like a quick promo shoot for me and like i'll buy you dinner or whatever like i don't know i think it's just a big reciprocity thing mm. but i also just do that with my friends i'm not a person who like keeps a tally and like adds up how much money my friends owe me like that's really shitty personally is what i think <laughs> yeah agreed. um so i just feel like it's a give and take like if they came to me and they said hey can you help me record and edit like an audio piece i'd be like cool whatever like we'll figure it out like time wise and i'll get it to you when I can. And that's the thing too, is that if you're doing it for free, you obviously have to work within their time constraints. Mm -hmm. That's usually the one negative about it that people would see, you know, and then I could see if you're like, Hey, I need this. Like in the next three days, I'll pay you to do it wherever I get that. But if it's like, Hey, I need this in the next three days and I need you to put off all the, your paid projects. Like that's shitty. But you know, if you're saying like, Oh, it's just, we'll get it done. Whatever. I feel like, you know, do it for your friend. Like your friend's probably done more shits for you than you could ever really repay back. Like how many times have you had to call your friend at five in the morning to come and get you from <laughs> Chicago? Me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can do something for that friend. You all have that fucking friend. I agree. <laughs> I, I mean, from every level, I think you can find something you can do for somebody that's close to you. Like, if you see a friend of yours who's in a band on Facebook posting, like, here's our new song, here's our new video, like, a quick like on that post, like, let's just talk algorithms for, for every social media, is like, a like on that post, a share of that post, a comment on the post, listening to the song, giving it views, or if it's a video, giving it listens, if it's a song, or whatever, like, that is all adding up to a larger picture of what that person needs overall, because algorithms on every social media uh, react to the interactions that they get from it. And if this is one of your friends, somebody that you like, I'm not even saying that you have to like the music, but I'm saying if this is somebody that you like as a person and somebody you want to support, just doing the bare minimum of clicking like or clicking share, clicking retweet, clicking whatever, it, it, it does nothing. It, do, it does nothing against you. It takes, you know... A, Let's not Literally talk about like data, I guess, but you know, like collecting like data, like this guy obviously really likes local pop punk bands, but it does something for that person who's trying to, to live out whatever they're trying to do. I, I don't care what level this is at really. I think it's just like, if you support the person, then support them in the easiest and freest way to you, which is just, Literally. yeah. And so that's one of the things that I'm trying to do with, with Twitch now is just like, Hey, like, I don't care if you're on Twitch. I don't care if you watch me stream, but like if you have an account, if, if you've never used it, if you don't follow anybody else, like at the least, like go to their page and just like hit follow. There's a, there's an option there when you hit follow that says, do you want to receive notifications? You can leave that off. I don't care. <laughs> like, but, but just like kind of highlighting that somebody that, you know, somebody you care about is doing something is like part of the, I don't know. It, it's just, it's part of the scene. It's part of like, friendship nowadays falls in a pit you help them back up and make sure they're good it's like literally the same thing just like 
no one's knocking each other over like physically. <laughs> and I'm in a pit of no one watching me play video games on Twitch. <laughs> people watch. I, I've actually uh, there's a couple people that have I, I come... send the notifications from our email. That yeah, yeah. Subscribe. There's a couple so. people that have literally come just from me playing on on Twitch. So uh, if you're a new listener, hi, hello, nice to nice to have you here. Uh, but yeah, like people just like, it's, it's about, a it's a, if, if you're not sure what Twitch is playing video games on, you know, streaming live, like it's, uh, it's, it's more than just like, here I am playing this video game I like and being a real nerd and screaming, screaming re, uh, just cause I'm trying to attract children who like dudes that scream or something. I don't know. That happens. I've seen a lot of that, but it's, it's really more about like building, it's kind of the same thing that I think we do here on the podcast or what we do uh, in, if we go to see a local show is like, you're building a community of people, like-minded people uh, who are interested in something the same as you are. And so you meet people from that community and you get to know more people and you widen your circle of, of people that just have similar interests. And uh, there's a lot of interaction that can go on. There's a lot of people talking on there. Like Brendan Yuri has been streaming for, a while now like he just goes on like every day or so he's been playing Fortnite, but a lot of it's also just like talking about panic at the disco uh he reviewed that we're here for yeah he reviewed a guy who is a vocal coach who watched a lot of like live performances of brennan yuri's and like reviewed him like he's like this is why Brendan Urie is such a good singer. He can do this. He has such control over his voice. And Brendan Urie is like watching this dude talk about him. And he's just like, yeah, I, I don't know any of that. Like, I'm just doing my best, man. <laughs> like, I'm just out here doing what I can do <laughs> as a singer. But thanks. And uh, like, that's so, like, to me, that's just so cool that like, he's, he's sort of doing something for his community around Panic at the Disco for his fans. Like, it's giving back to his fans and, and creating a community around it. I don't know. I, I, I've been watching a lot of his streams. It's pretty. It's pretty neat. I like That's it. Good to know. I didn't even think that Brendan Yuri fucking used streaming services like Twitch. So. Oh yeah. No, he's actually like he he has it in his studio in at his home. But now that they're on tour, uh, he's actually building it. I think in the bus, or at least like sort of like a mobile uh, situation where he can stream from. And he's like, this is, I think that a lot of people, a lot of, uh, a lot of artists, a lot of, uh, musicians or, or whomever are just going to really find the value of being able to instantaneously communicate with their, their fan base or instantaneously communicate with their communities where you can just jump on Twitch, start talking to your friends, start talking to your fans, start talking to everybody. And then like, get to like, see this person from a different perspective of like, Oh, I see him as a musician. I see the music videos. I see him in interviews. But like now, you're just seeing him like sit around playing Fortnite with like he played Fortnite with Dylan Francis and the photographer that's on tour with them, and I think another guy that they've been on tour with, and a like Miley Cyrus cousin. Like that's not weird. yeah, but like he knows these people, so just like famous people like sitting around playing Fortnite and like talking, chilling. I don't know. I, I like it. So if you follow us, then go and follow Brendan Yuri and then watch his streams. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Twitch is neat. Um, but what I really want to talk about on this episode, uh, there was a new song released by 
famed emo band, <laughs> uh, you know. the, the Killers. <laughs> First of all, Mr. Brightside being one of the greatest songs oh, ever written, it is relatively an emo song. I'm I'm willing to put it in the emo ish category. It was more alternative, I think, at the time. Like, but it's it's an emo song. Killers is fucking emo. <laughs> and like the biggest thing is if you haven't aggressively scream saying to Mr. Brightside at some point in your life and like have grabbed your friend and like screamed <laughs> in their face, you haven't lived. Uh if you have if you say that you haven't done that, you're a fucking liar. Because yeah, you've done it. Or you're just a loser. So it's either you're a liar or a loser. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'd rather um, be a liar than a no. Wait. I'd rather be neither. <laughs> Uh, so I mean, or if you had the, or if you've been privileged enough, I was able to see the last half of the Killer Set of Lollapalooza a couple years oh, yeah. ago, and they ended with Mr. Brightside, of course. And me and my friend were like, it was so sweaty and gross and everything because it's in the middle of summer in Chicago, so everything's everyone. I just want to die when I'm outside. So we ran down because it's on the main stage, and it's like you have to like literally run a mile from where we were at, and. We started dancing around and like thrashing into each other, <laughs> and I knocked her on the ground because she wasn't ready for it. And then all these people, because we couldn't, there was no way we could get anywhere near the front. There was no way. So we were like near the back, middle, and these people were like, "What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like, <laughs> do you not understand what's going on right now? Do you Mr. not understand? This is why aren't you doing that?" <laughs> Why are we stopping, starting an impromptu mosh pit right now? Yeah, to Mr. Brightside. <laughs> uh, so the Killers released a new song. It's called Land of the Free. Uh, I saw it through Pitchfork, which you retweeted on our account. Yeah. On, on, on the twits. On the twit longers. On the twit. Yeah, I, I saw where you were going with that, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I, ch I checked out the song, and uh, it's very reminiscent of a, I, I thought, sort of like a folk protest song, like from the 60s and 70s. Like, it wasn't so much like the same sort of killers we're used to. I also saw, like, a, a, a bit of an interview from, well, no, not an interview from Brendan, but he wrote, like, uh, some notes on his Apple Notes app and posted it on Twitter or something, on the, on the killer's Twitter and said like that he started to write it in um, shit. He he wrote it after Sandy Hook. Uh, they started writing the first draft of the song after Sandy Hook, and uh, yeah, like just wrote about all of the sort of issues that we have sort of affecting our society right now, and it it, it just spans the spans the gamut across everything that's going on right now. I think what's really interesting is that the fact. Um, the, with the style music that they're playing is more 60s and 70s, which we saw during that time as a huge counterculture movement. I mean, we had like the hippies versus the yuppies and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And during that time, we also had like Springsteen. We had like Grateful Dead with like 20 minute fucking songs <laughs> and like deadheads and everything. So during that time, it was very protest because it was anti um, Vietnam War mm -hmm. and pretty much anti, um, you know, everything that was going on during that time that was way too conventional, essentially. So to see that in contrast now to, it's kind of, I feel like, wanting to prompt another counterculture movement to the extent of which that it shocked the 
like the 60s and 70s. You know, hippies were like completely unheard of during that time and it shocked people. Mm. And I feel like now in my prop that we should be able to go and do something similar in some way, shape or form and shock you know, the other side of society, like, people who are, like, you know, for example, like, in the GOP, or people who are, you know, really for gun rights and are not hearing and understanding that there needs to be, you know, control of mm-hmm. how people get these, you know, weaponry, you know, I feel like that's just really what it's coming to, and I mean, right now, we have, like, the government shutdown, and, like, people who are, for example, on the SNAP and food stamps aren't going to be able to receive those benefits come, you know, halfway through February, not even March. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people who receive that, they're very lower income and they don't usually have um, accessibility to great food options and they're not going to be healthy. It's going to be trash garbage food because usually those people are also unfortunately in usually food deserts, mm-hmm. which food deserts just means like you don't have like, you know, a Jewel, a Kroger, a Publix, whatever you have in your area. Um, that supplies healthy food, they might have, like, a bunch of dollar stores, which we know dollar stores don't have <laughs> really the healthiest of food. No. You go there, like, to sneak in candy for the movie, <laughs> usually, and to buy, you know, like, toothpaste for a buck that I'm not going to pay $3 at Jewel for. <laughs> so, I feel like... <laughs> dollar store if you can. Get that, was about, that was more about you. <laughs> but also, at the same time... Um, no, the killer song is one of many that I haven't seen come out too much of from a more popularized band in the scene. Um, we obviously seen like Anti Flag because they are a political punk band and they're going to be talking about what's going on and be highly, you know, criticizing, you know, the presidency and everything that has been going on and not addressed. So it's really interesting for an alternative band who has that publicity to come forefront and say, like, there's an issue here because it also gives more of a voice, I guess. I feel like it's it's worse when you hear the underground bands that nobody really wants to, like, hear besides their bangers coming out with, like, fuck you, like, this isn't cool songs, like, in your face. Yeah. I don't know. There's not a lot of bands that that want to put themselves on record with protest songs. I mean, punk rock is founded in that. And a lot of punk bands, you know, even, I don't know. It's just like punk bands are like, that's what they do. Like, so they're, they're talking about whatever's going on, no matter when it is. And now we've been in sort of this, this shithole for like a couple of years now where we just sort of acknowledge that like shit is bad and it's not bad because, it's not bad because the president is bad. It's bad because a lot of things are bad and have been bad and we need to address all of them. I mean, their, their song isn't so specific on anything and any actions to take, but it is at least bringing them up at a, I think in a way to like motivate, I think in a way to make people get a little catharsis from just knowing that there's a voice out there trying to say what they're feeling. Uh, But you know, there aren't a lot of bands doing it. There aren't a lot of bands that are saying we we disagree with this government, we disagree with this administration, we disagree with this. You know, there's there's just a lot of people that are like, this is how I feel because of it, which is totally reasonable and totally useful in in any time, any time period. It's useful to have, uh, you know, the catharsis of knowing that someone else is out there feeling the same way you're feeling and listening to music because of that. 
but it's it's weird that no bands really want to address specifically what's happening and say this isn't right. I know there's there's a couple lines in there like we got a problem with guns, which really hit me is like it's a very simple way of saying it, especially from a band like the Killers who are from fucking Utah. <laughs> it's like you know uh, they're they're a Mormon upbringing in Utah or whatever or Vegas. Sorry, not Vegas. But, uh, I mean I mean Vegas. We got, Mormon, got Mormons in Vegas. Yeah, there's more. I mean, it's just it's it's a different. It's a different area than like Chicago. It's a different area than like a a major it's a traditional red state instead of a blue state. Yeah, yeah, it's different, different topography, different everything. So like the idea that it's coming from them and that they've you know grown and learned, but they're they're a pop band. They could just stick to to writing pop songs and do well off of their successes. And the the fact that they wanted to do a song like this is very out of character, but I feel like there aren't enough bands that are speaking up about what they actually believe in, in their music, as opposed to just saying it on Twitter or saying it in retweets or saying it on, you know, just, just like, why aren't they using their art to try to make a difference as well? Right. And I mean, like you see a lot of big pop acts even saying like, I mean, Cardi B just the other day. Yeah. Like, was a huge rant. The fucking Cardi B rant. Said, That's like the last person I would expect to be on like a rant about yeah. like the government shut down and for, and for Lord, for, for low. Wow. Where is it? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's I'm a weird word tired. for, it's a weird word for 2019. By the way, there's a good local Chicago band called furlough. Go check them out. <laughs> sidebar. Um, but even if like pop, artists and i know the argument can be made of oh they have to do it because it's publicity but also at the same time you have to be educated enough on whatever the topic is Mm -hmm. to be able to carry a coherent relevant sustainable conversation about these things um so i really doubt unless they're getting like a lot of media training um on it which that's a lot of money and really fucking stupid if that's so (laughs) But, you know, you have people in the underground scene and they can tweet from their own personal accounts that I've seen, like, individual band members will be more vocal, but underneath their whole umbrella of their, you know, their band, they don't want to say anything, which I feel is nothing positive towards what they hypothetically stand for then. I feel like it's very poser-ish. I think Honestly, I love it. People are going to be pissed. <laughs> If you're going to be in a fucking scene found in, in, you know, with exclusivity and wanting to have a freedom of expression and acceptance and you do not fucking vocalize it <laughs> and try to help those other people, that's a fucking poser. Go watch SLC Punk. You'll see what a poser is. It's you. <laughs> wow. I think, uh, I mean, obviously the main reason I would think that people wouldn't want to write it in the music is money. I mean, bands don't make a lot of money if they're in the underground, obviously, and trying to get the majority of people to like your music, I think, is one of the reasons why you wouldn't want to do, you wouldn't want to alienate a fan because of your your leanings. If somebody who, you know, somebody believes something different than you and they won't listen to your music because you say these things. But I also am like, do you need those fans now? Like, is now the time to, like, take the... Is this the time to like die on the hill of like I don't make a lot of money and I don't want to alienate somebody whose beliefs are what I in- interpret as morally incorrect? If somebody's like, we can't change the law around guns, even if a bunch of kids are shot, 
is that somebody that you're like, please buy my record about how I, you know, my girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> like that's, it's, it's yeah, like, exactly. Like, do I want you to understand and heal from this? I don't know. Do I want to be petty? Maybe. I also like, don't know. You know, I, I don't think the killers are changing many minds. I don't think the killers writing this song, putting out the song is going to change a lot of minds on the issues, even the issues that, that they bring up in the song. I, I don't think, you know, with the, the, the Gillette ad that's like going, oh, I don't yeah, know, I don't know why people are, are still talking about this shit. I have no they're idea why people are still talking about this shit. It's and like, they're, they're, they're Gillette. I don't. Yeah. It Let is. Let cry and just just hug them sometimes yeah it's innocuous or uh that's not the word i want but it's just it, it's <laughs> sorry it's ridiculous that uh we are still having the conversation about this ad it is like i do agree that it is a it's a corporation trying to make a point and the point is i, I think the point is good it still is not going to motivate me to buy gillette razors but the point is good the point is there uh people reacting that against entirely what's in the message of the of the video uh are fucking stupid <laughs> fucking morons that are are saying you're blaming all men for the actions of a few and it's like yeah it's it it really sucks when you do that to a whole group of people doesn't it so anyway right. um well we're just not going to discuss that because it's yeah. relevant or the same but i think that I, I i heard somebody put it in one way but meaning uh philip defranco on on youtube he uh he puts it this way for everything when people have backlash against opinions on the internet is that you're only mad at the opinions you don't agree with or you only support the companies that send a message that you do agree with which i think is fair uh, I try yeah. my best not to be siloed in by only hearing messages that I'm, you know, that I agree with, but I also am like, uh, I do agree with the moral, I feel the moral right, uh, the moral correctitude <laughs> the, more so than I like the idea of saying that men should hold other men accountable, which I think was the main message oh, of that yeah. video is that men should hold other men accountable. That is our role. Uh, I think that that's totally agreeable. I think that's realistic. Will I listen to people who have a differing opinion on that? Yeah. And then I will go, that opinion fucking sucks. Like, you're a moron. Like, and that... I, I mean, I, you'll, you'll, you'll maybe do it in a nice way until, like... No, fuck I guess it's over, like, I can't <laughs> say that. No, anymore. fuck them. <laughs> like, I've, I, I haven't heard any any personal opinion on it to me like i haven't talked about this with anybody yeah i haven't really heard that many people like close range to me who have like you know opposed it or really had too much of an input on it in general i, yeah. I do my friends would be like oh gillette had this thing did you hear so it's more informative rather than opinionated so yeah. that's more of my take on it <laughs> yeah i agree i i haven't heard anybody feel any way one way or the other about it but i also like I, you, you're seeing backlash on the internet. You're seeing backlash in, you know, all, all, it, online, online anonymity. You're seeing backlash, which isn't backlash. That is online anonymity. I have opinions. I have feelings. I have a keyboard. I'm going to let you know what they all are. Uh, as opposed to having a real conversation with somebody in real life, which I mean, who knows if that's what the motivation behind the Gillette ad or behind the killer song is like, 
we don't know what the motivation is. Gillette is probably to sell razors and the killers is probably to sell records and maybe taking like a strong opinion one way or the other will sell a lot of razors or records, razor records to uh, <laughs> like, maybe that'll sell more to, to certain people. But um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know really what the motivation is there. I don't know if it's to try to change minds. Uh, I know that when we talk about this shit on our podcast is primarily just to educate, give our opinion and, and try to have conversations with people that aren't somebody that everybody would normally talk to somebody that maybe I or you wouldn't necessarily normally talk to. I don't know. (laughs) I, I, it's hard to find a motivation behind it, I guess. I, 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 yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different factors that go into it. And I mean, at the end of the day, it is, is an advert so it is meant to sell um so it is definitely playing at your heartstrings which is one of the biggest reasons people do different target ads and target marketing yeah so at the end of the day that's what it's for but the ultimate message you know i feel like there is some good intentions besides profitability um beneath it all (laughs) (laughs) i agree i mean usually people like a big company like Gillette hires somebody to do the advertising. So it's not like the CEO of Gillette is like, man, we really got to stop rape. Like he's just doing whatever he's doing while they hire a company to make the video for them and create it, you know, and it's, it's gotta be lowest common denominator. So it's pretty like in its messaging is pretty basic and pretty in like upfront. Like it's, there's no hidden messaging there. Same with the killers, I guess, too, is because they're just straight up specific about <laughs> what they're right. what they're arguing. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe there's something behind the fact that they just want to make it lowest common denominator as far as people and just make sure their message is not construed in any way. Yeah, you know, I, I think like uh, of of recent like protest songs, like I guess Childish Gambino's "This Is America" would be another one right. that's yeah. that's more recent. But that one, the message is not straightforward like it's it's right a, it, like it's the sort biggest of... thing for that you kind of have to watch the music video because there's mm-hmm. so many like little innuendos and like yeah. different themes that are in it so like if you listen to it yeah the song bops but if you, um, you have to really watch the visual of it mm-hmm. to really understand the full message she's trying to send yeah i think that it's uh it's a lot more of like the way the the music is produced the video like you said and just all around it instead of just like these are the words i'm using and saying to make the point so i mean maybe maybe more artists could think that way like you know if you have this message if you want to say something like this there's other ways to do it where it doesn't necessarily alienate an audience that maybe is like because i really fucking hate the whole like shut up and sing argument which is like fuck you but uh you know an artist can do whatever the fuck they want whenever they fucking want it doesn't really matter do whatever makes you happy as an artist and if you lose fans then fuck those fans they'll come back if they like your old shit enough exactly (laughs) i mean like people with um benny nelson and census fails when Mm -hmm. they said that they were gonna edit out some of their older music to exclude words like whore and bitch because they're like that just doesn't reflect it anymore yeah like and they're just like okay cool like his tweet his tweeting like in response to those people was amazing like it was the perfect like i'm in a fucking punk band i don't care literally (laughs) i i i've never been a huge census fail fan musically but 
God damn it, do I respect Buddy Nielsen as a person. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, census fail, like, I never hopped on the train as much as other people have had. But, you know, just the fact that this guy is a very stand-up individual yeah. and, like, actually has the ethos of punk within <laughs> every inch of his goddamn being. Yep. Oh, God, I love it. Uh, um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I would I would be very excited to see more artists take a stand um more artists get involved uh actually going back to our original conversation about brendan yuri on twitch he announced that he he wanted to get like the ability to to make donations on twitch which you can do uh with without like all the partnerships and everything but he said obviously i don't want that money to go to me it's all going to go to the highest hopes foundation uh maybe more artists could put money where their mouth is at where it's like I don't need the money, but I do want to support this, whatever it is, whatever it is for that artist, uh, which, you know, if you're worried about alienating your fans with your music, then at least like you can do something good with your music to promote it on another, in another way, like promote what you believe in in another way. That doesn't mean that you're, you're changing up your artistic style. It, it, protest yeah. songs aren't for everybody. Right. We get that. I mean, like not everyone's going to listen to rise against, and, you know, be like, yes, this is a political message I stand by because I know people who listen to Rise Against and, like, <laughs> they are not political at all or right. and, like, don't understand that what it's really talking about. Or people will be, like, listening to Swing Life away and be like, oh, they <laughs> live on minimum wage, though. And I'm like, you're really, like, missing this whole... You're missing the overall story. This is way over your head. Um, when did Rise Against become the soundtrack for, like, football bros in high school? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't understand. I feel like when Skillet did. Oh, all right. That's fair. I think they're all in, like, wrapped up in that. Um, yeah, fair. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, politics isn't just reserved specifically for punk only. You can incorporate it into so many other, like, facets of rock and emo and punk. And, I mean, emo's a subset of punk. Like, mm. It's it's inherently ingrained mm -hmm. into, you know, everything that emo is. Like, yes, you're sadder about things. You're usually talking about how your boyfriend girlfriend left you. But you can also write a sad song about, like, you know, the shit that happens at the fucking wall border right now. Yeah, you could. If you're... Um... Also, if, if anything, sure, you get a lot of people who have been in relationships, obviously, especially if you're, like, you know in your mid-twenties, you know, you generally assume that most people have at least, like, one or half or something of a relationship of some sort that they can relate to it. But you're also alienating people, possibly, who, one, either maybe don't have that, but also have people who are like, well, this isn't the biggest concern of my life. The biggest concern of my life is, you know, my parents getting deported, mm -hmm. um, you know, like, having issues with poverty and other things like that. And I do feel like you could you know, incorporate, like, if you really just are like, no, I really want to sing about my girlfriend leaving me, be like, okay, like, there's got to be a way, you're creative enough, there's a way to intermingle these things in. Maybe you know, this is... Not uh, has to be about you. <laughs> I agree. I, I actually was uh, was thinking when, what about what you were saying, was like, maybe this is the time for more uh, people of color to really put out music, because... Uh, it's like we were saying to Ariel in the, the, when we were interviewing them for Black Lives Matter is like you're, you're getting the same feeling from the music 
even though your experiences are different. So maybe now is the time where we need more people of color to make music where it's about what is happening to you. If it's somebody who's been affected by the Muslim ban or it's somebody who's affected by, you know, this fucking shutdown with the, the border wall, if it's people who uh, want to write more about Black Lives Matter, if, if it's just more bands and people of color women of color with what's and also uh, going on with that too. And talk about it too. Yeah. Is the biggest thing. And acknowledging that they're there and not subscribing to tokenism being like, look, yeah. we have this one Latina band over here. And now, now we're going to profit off of it for the entire time instead of, you know, openly like yeah. searching and welcoming other types of bands, you know, who maybe who are like Muslim primarily or, you know, people who are, you know, black and in a band, like, there's more out there, like, for sure. And, you know, we have to stop being so closed-minded. And the other thing I can see people saying is, oh, but they're not local. They're local if you look. If you really fucking look, they're local. They're there. They're probably in the scenes that you don't go into. They're the areas that you say, that's dangerous. That's where they are because that's where they live and they're going to be singing songs about that. And you're not going to have probably the same experiences, but... I feel like you owe it to yourself to further educate yourself on what's going on in different areas besides your own because that keeps you entrapped in a bubble. And then it creates another ecosphere that you don't understand and you don't have... You're going to have sympathy, but you're not going to have a lot of empathy for those people who are experiencing, you know, possibly worse hardships than you are. I think, too, if you if you are somebody who thinks that they should have a platform and you're, you know, me a white guy and who gets a platform because I'm middle class and white, uh, give that platform to other people. Like use what you have to, to, if you can find a band that exists, then go and find that band and say, Hey, uh, I, I think that your guys are great. I want to put you on a show. If that doesn't exist and you think that it should, you know, it, it motivate, find a way to, to give a platform to people to, to do it. There's probably somebody out there uh, like we were saying with like, women moving into to job roles where they, they want to be, but because the the environment is so toxic against women to move into the music industry or whatever else it is, is like be an advocate in your own way to make it more acceptable and, and a, give a better opportunity for those people to, to be in the scene because it's the, I think it's a better chance that they're, they want to be, they want to be a part of it. People want to make art that they want to be seen but they worry that people are are not going to care, and maybe we need to show people will care if you do it. People will come if you are yeah. a creator of of <laughs> if you're a creator of a persuasion that isn't just straight white male. Chances are people will come for it. Black Panther is really? one of the best movies right, of all exactly. time. <laughs> like people just wanted to see something else on the big screen. Like it's very very much the case. Uh, yeah, quick episode this week, but uh, we wanted to talk about a couple things that have happened news-wise. Uh, we'll have an interview next week if everything goes well tomorrow. <laughs> um, so yeah, look forward to seeing you next week. And uh, from all of us at the Emo Social Club podcast. Oh, did you freeze right at the end? Oh no, are you there? You I'm froze there, I'm right there. at the end. I know. I was like, are you fucking kidding God me? God damn it. All right, say something. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> All right.